This podcast represents the opinions of Katie Allen, PA, and guests of her show. The content is for informational purposes only and in no way sets up a patient relationship. Consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Now, here's Katie Allen. Batman. Okay, that was a cheesy introduction to trying to talk about bat wings, which is that loose excess tissue to the arm that if you have it, you know what I'm talking about, or you might know somebody that has experienced it and they are frustrated. It is difficult to cover up. It wiggles, jiggles, wobbles, it's flabby. It oftentimes has an additional wave when you try to wave at other people. This podcast is Make Me Pretty, Tomboy Turn, Plastic Surgery, PA. And I am your host, Katie Allen, PA. I work for Northeast Georgia Plastic Surgery under Dr. Glenn Walton and I have for over 17 years. My goal is to provide tips and tricks for products and services I believe actually work and are worth your time and money. In today's episode, we're talking about that loose excess tissue to the upper arm that oftentimes is referred to as bat wings. I know in my profession, we do not say that really in our office, but I know that when I say it to you, you know what I'm talking about. You guys, I have to admit to you, my grandma had this and y'all, I played with it. I mean, I would kind of just like swing it back and forth on my own and I think about it now and I just think, oh, she was so tolerant. Uh, She definitely loved me, but I'm sure that bothered her. We do see this excess tissue a lot more in females than males. Uh, Males typically keep their turgor a little bit better in this area. They keep their muscle mass a little bit better than we do, but that's really not what this is as much about. This can be seen in any age group, but we do see it more in our aging population and with significant weight loss. It is often seen with the decrease in muscle tone and the increase in skin laxity. However, I feel like a lot of people even have great muscle tone eventually seen, but at the time it's not seen because there is so much skin that is dangling underneath the arm. It's really about the individual. So if the individual has this great muscle tone, but they see this dangle that's underneath that muscle tone, Well, then they're not even focusing on the fact they have this great looking arm up top um, as they raise their arm up, but they're just seeing the dangle and it's that self-consciousness that makes people insecure. And that's what this is about. It's about the individual not liking something and being able to have the option of doing something about it. I don't think that any plastic surgery is for everybody. And this is definitely not body shaming. I I always go back to that, you know, to each his own. But I'm going to discuss an option, a a couple of options that are available for those that don't like this area and want to do something about it. So, I am talking about uh, those that also have some crepiness to the tissue, but I am primarily addressing those that have kind of a waddly area of skin underneath there. And although the internet gives a lot of promise to being able to do a variety of exercise programs, I, I looked up multiple things and I was surprised at how many things said, you know, with your bat wings, you can fix this with all these different exercises. And yes, I think that you can increase muscle tone in those that don't have very much uh, looseness of the tissue. Maybe that muscle can fill the space. But in general, if you're listening to this episode, you're really probably having a lot of excess tissue. It's more likely that you're really, again, seeing that secondary wave whenever you try to wave at somebody in the air and it bothers you. More significant instances I see where it's difficult to fit the arm really into clothing. So you're ending up getting a bigger size uh, for the clothing than what really would um, match you. And as we know, with any area or body part that you're self-conscious about, most people are going to cover that up. This is a difficult area to cover up. And if you live where I live in the South, especially for majority, the summer months at least, trying to cover this off also means that you're going to have an increase. um, (laughs) You're going to be hotter. (laughs) 
which is just a bummer, extremely uncomfortable. Um, and just puts a lot more thought into clothing. Uh, and none of us want to really do that. In this episode of Make Me Pretty Podcast, I am going to discuss primarily a surgical procedure called the brachioplasty. I have a couple of other options for folks that I'm going to discuss in a moment, but primarily brachioplasty to me is the gold standard when it really is loose or excess tissue and you want to see a change. You are tired of it. So some of you out there need to know the why. Sometimes we see with significant weight gain and then we have weight loss that somebody might have that feature to them. Um, And I think, you know, we always get down to one factor is the amount of sun exposure, etc., that causes a breakdown in the elastin and collagen, uh, which increases the laxity of the skin tissue over time. And we see this with age and hormone changes as well. But in general, what is the driving factor behind everything besides, again, weight changes is a big factor. But genetics, you know, a, a lot of things come down to genetics. So The why behind it at this point doesn't really matter because you have it and you don't like it and you want to do something about it. And that's what we're going to focus on because that's what we have control over. So Make Me Pretty Podcast is going to try to describe to you what is going on with this arm. There is some fat to the arm and sometimes there's a significant amount of excess fat depending on the patient and we assess that when we see the patient. But a lot of times we're talking about a significant amount of looseness of the skin. And yes, exercise can make little bits Uh, better, but unfortunately when it comes to skin, exercise does not improve the skin. It just simply improves the muscle tone, which is oftentimes hidden by that skin. Or even if you see the muscle tone when the person lifts their arm up in the air and out to the side, you go, oh, look at that nice muscle. But now we still have this dangle underneath that muscle tone. So what's that really matter if we're being distracted by that skin that's wobbling? So today we're focusing on the brachioplasty, which is again, a surgical procedure which removes that skin that we don't like. It reduces the fat, which results in tightened skin and tissue, which results in a leaner and more elegant looking arm. So our goal with a brachioplasty, the surgical procedure, is to reshape or improve the contour of the arm. And there are some trade-offs to this, but we're gonna kind of talk about it. Again, this is surgery. Oftentimes you're going to sleep. I I will say I work for Dr. Glenn Walton with Northeast Georgia Plastic Surgery in Gainesville, Georgia, which is uh, about an hour north of Atlanta. We primarily do this procedure with people asleep, but we do have the possibility of doing this one arm at a time, spread out uh, several days in between um, with folks awake, This does not reduce the cost at all, but it is a possibility. Although I feel like the best option uh, is for folks to go to sleep with our board certified anesthesiologist. Important little note. So what is it going to look like if you have a brachioplasty? I'm going to walk you through the entire day. You're going to come in. You're going to have already had a consult, preoperative visit as well. And then you're going to come in the surgery day. You're going to be hooked up to an IV, just as you would expect. Speak with our uh, preoperative nurses. And then the surgeon is going to come in and speak with you very kindly and very calmly because you'll be anxious because that's normal. And then he's going to mark those tissues that we're wanting to remove. It is the most common, or I'd say the most common that we would see, is to make an incision. If you hold your arm up off to the side of your body up in the air and you think about drawing it from the axilla, which is the fancy word for saying armpit, down to the elbow on the inside portion of the arm. So it's kind of nicely hidden. That is where that incision is going to be, which removes that excess tissue. 
And yes, there was a scar there. The length of that scar can vary based on the person and what they need. But I'll see the majority of you that are really frustrated with the amount of tissue that are there. There, Most folks are going to need the incision to be extended that far, unless you want to just get rid of the wobble that's up at the top of the arm, which in my personal opinion would be really silly. So you want the best result that's going to go from the axilla, that armpit, all the way down to the elbow. And in some individuals, especially when we see massive weight loss, but in some individuals, that incision on the very top also extends down and kind of to the side of the chest, um, just downward. So you're not really seeing that still hidden on the side of the body. But again, we don't like the wobble wobble of the tissue, right? So if we don't like the wobble of the tissue and you're going to extend that incision down, okay. What we've got in the, the end is you're going to see a scar that's there. And yes, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the scarring because it is an exchange of the loose skin for the scar. Now, I ain't got a problem with that because I would rather get <laughs> rid of the loose skin if I've really got that much loose skin. But that's up to each individual. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Each surgeon may be a little different in their technique. I know at least with my surgeon, I'm just there to assist. He's the one that's doing your surgery. But at least with my surgeon, he is liposuctioning the arm prior to him doing the removal of the skin. You know, there are some individuals that really don't have very much fat uh, to the area, but that decrease in the fat allows us to make the result a little tighter uh, and snugger, which is what everybody's wanting. Then he is actually removing the excess skin. So once that's gone, that is gone. Bye-bye, skin. We don't want to see you back. Therefore, you reduce the waddle. You're not going to have that secondary wave. And a lot of times, people's arms after the surgery look better than they ever have, especially if they've always been a heavier individual. And it gives people the freedom to not have to overthink their clothing, especially, again, in those summer months where I cannot imagine trying to cover up. You know, if you talk about other areas of the body, it tends to be a little... Not fun to cover them, but a little easier to cover them. Arms are tough. So this oftentimes is giving patients the ability to wear short sleeves and sleeveless things without overthinking them. Is there a scar that's visible? Yes, there is a scar that can be seen if you raise your arm up in the air or if you externally rotate your arm and tell your friends, hey, look at my scar. It was caused from a brachioplasty. But most people are not announcing that. And so in most positions, you're, I, I will say this, you know, most of the time your arms are down by your side. Even if you're speaking with folks, you know, they might be kind of showing and if they really wanted to see, they could see the inside of the arm. I'm an active individual. I can tell you personally, I have scars all over my body that are from, you know, little things here and there, just usually a little stupidity. But I can say, you know, if somebody's not realizing the procedure that you have, if they either didn't have it themselves or they haven't had a family member that's had it, then it's less likely than they're going to think, oh, look, that scar is from a brachioplasty. And I just think that you are exchanging again that waddle of skin for the incision. It is a choice that you have to make. But my personal opinion, it looks a lot better to have that scar there, which oftentimes fades with time than to have that additional wave of, of the skin and tissue. So after you, the patient is asleep, my surgeon comes in and does some liposuction on the arm and then removes the excess skin, oftentimes some, does some um, additional nip and tucking. He's very, very meticulous in helping it look its best, keeping your safety involved, but definitely wanting to do those extras to just, again, make it the tightest that it possibly can be 
in the safest way. The area is then sutured, which is stitched up. Uh, and every surgeon is a little different on this. I will say we use dissolvable stitches. Sometimes there was a couple stitches placed in different areas to add reinforcement of the tissues. We place a drain on each side. You know, any procedure that you have drains, nobody really likes the drains. But in this case, you know, I don't hear a lot of complaints about the drains. They're usually out within a week. And they're there really just for the safety to decrease the risk of having a collection of fluid to those tissues. They also let us know a little bit about what's going on on the inside of the area that was operated on. At the end of the procedure, we wrap folks up with a gauze-like dressing and then secure with ACE bandages as well. And then we remove those the next day. And then sometimes people can go into a compressive type arm dressing just to add a little extra compression, which is comfortable as well as reducing the swelling to the area. So what's the recovery on this? You know, for folks that have a desk-like job, I find that they are usually just taken off about a week. Um, you know, you may not be employee of the month at that point, uh, but most people can return to a desk-like job in about a week. Significant arm exercise, I, you know, you're really looking probably at four to eight weeks. That That's that's a discussion you got to have with your surgeon. So that is um, as to how long that would be. And I'm just giving you kind of the idea. You know, we do have compression that usually stays on for several weeks. I find that people really tolerate this procedure really well. They are very happy with the results. Most folks are really tired of having this excess skin and tissue to the area, and there's just nothing that they can do about it. Uh, and we got some little things that we can do to improve the area. But but I find that most people are like, you know what, there's a scar there, but I'm going to get over it. You know, all scars to me are pinkest or browner for the first six months to a year. You know, I think it's important to put compression on the scars. So you start off, we put steri strips uh, with little sticky stuff underneath there for the first couple of weeks. And then soon people can move to a silicone type strip which just helps to put a little bit of pressure on the area. And then the silicone helps to soften the scar as well. You know, there are some folks which can get keloiding to the area. Most people know if they have a risk of having keloiding, but I, I don't really see that a lot. You know, if we needed to, we could go back and do a little revision. Um, and strangely enough, the very few people who have that need a little revision don't seem to keloid on the secondary approach. What are your risks when you have this surgery? I'm going to tell you based on what I see from um, working with my surgeon. You know, I can't speak for other surgeons. I can speak for Dr. Glenn Walton. Um, and having been his assistant for this many years, I just don't see a lot of complications at all. I mean, I mean just for so for me, what I'm telling you, I just think it's overall a low risk surgery. I have to tell you what we know to be academically correct. You know, scarring. Yeah. That can happen because there's a cut being done. I mean, I shouldn't even just say that can happen. It will happen. You're going to be exchanging this skin for a scar. But okay, if you want it done, that's okay. You know, you can have excess bleeding afterwards, which bleeding for us, the drains would let us know. I, I don't really see that. A seroma, which is a collection of fluid. Again, we have the drains in place, which let us know that. I don't really see that very much. But if it does, we have something that we can do to get rid of that excess fluid to the area. There, There is swelling, and, and for some folks, that can last a little longer than others. Lymphedema, which are the lymph nodes, are basically collecting that kind of fluid in the area, which would be problematic, especially to the lower arm. I haven't seen that either. I've not seen anything that was chronic in that way. 
Most folks, again, we're doing the procedure. They're just happy to speak about the downtime. You're having surgery on your arms. So yes, you're going to be able to do small procedures like get a coffee mug out of the cabinet and do some desk type work, but you're not going to be able to do heavy lifting. Duh. You just had a big surgery to the area. But I find that most of our patients understand that. And again, they love it. I that's I just I just find again that this is an overall pretty easy easy procedure for people to recover from. I do have to mention that some people can have some numbness of the skin, but again, that's normal to me that you can have numbness of the skin wherever you've had a major procedure. If you have numbness uh, down at the fingers or hands, I mean, I haven't seen that long term at all. Um, I, it is, I guess, possible that you could have injury to blood vessels or nerves. I just, again, I, I haven't seen that. So. Um, Pick your surgeon wisely is what I would tell you based on the reputation of that surgeon. So overall, if you've got excess skin to the area, often seen more so in either folks that have had significant weight loss or in an aging patient, feel free to come in for a consult at a reputable plastic surgeon's office. My physician who has great results is Dr. Glenn Walton. Phone number is 770-534-1856. You can make a consult appointment to see him and we can you know, decide if you're a good candidate for this. Like with any type of surgical procedure, you need to be healthy enough to go to sleep. And we help you look at those things prior to. We want it to be a very safe procedure. Uh, That's what keeps us having happy results. We have board certified anesthesiologists, which is a key that you want to hear, which keeps your safety in line as well. I will be in your procedure if you were to come to us. You know, we do see folks in neighboring states and sometimes from other states that fly in. If you're in a different area, look for a board certified plastic surgeon that has a great amount of experience in this area and you can get great results. So I think that in most cases when you're dealing with loose skin, this is the way to go. It's going to be a guaranteed result if you're a good candidate. However, you might be wanting to know, all right, Katie, I don't want to, I don't want to have that scar. I don't want to go through all that stuff. I don't believe I need that. Okay, that's fine. Go find a surgeon or a person that tells you you don't need it. And, you know, if you don't, good. But if you do, then you're going to spend a substantial amount of money to still end up getting the procedure that would have done you good, which is the brachioplasty. Okay? I'm going to tell you the truth. That's just how things are. However, in people that do not have as significant of an issue going on, you have a small amount of crepiness to the skin. Sometimes you can use a hyper-diluted amount of a, an injection. One thing we're seeing probably over the last year to couple of years is a hyper-dilute radius uh, where sometimes an amount of a specific product type injectable can be injected into the tissue just to help uh, basically produce some collagen to the area and then fill that space where you get a little looseness in the tissue. That works for a small amount of individuals. Easier decision when somebody has significantly ugly looking arms, right? But when yours are kind of in the middle, what are you going to do about it? I, you know, it still might be to make the best result that you make this incision, but you can try small amounts of the hyperdilute radius. I do think that mentally when you're planning on doing that, don't plan on just one treatment, okay? One treatment is okay, but I find that if you'll do uh, a medium amount in that area and then you'll come back several months later, plan on doing another because you're really, again, you're trying to leave some of that hyperdilute radius behind, but you're also trying to produce some of the own, your own collagen. And the question is also possibly some elastin with that as well, but I think that's up to be, to be known about. The other question folks have had is sometimes, can you put like a Retin-A type product on the outside of the skin? Yes, you can. All right, put your skincare products all over the body. I think that's going to be spoken about really over this next year or so, but does it 
tighten the skin enough to make a significant change once you've loosened enough. You know, again, it's going to be dependent on what you look like in person. But in most cases, if you're loose enough for it to really bother you, I mean, usually you're looking at surgery or, or a major uh, procedure. Liposuction alone. It depends on your arm. Maybe in the very young patient, it is possible. But I I find, again, you see more fat accumulation to the upper arm in females than males. It does happen sometimes in males, but you see a lot more in females than males. You know, you can decrease the fat to that area, but, but sometimes that can even make it look worse if there's skin, you know, so it can... It can cause the looseness of the tissue to be even more loose because now you've reduced that volume by reducing the fat. So it is rare that uh, a plastic surgeon is going to just do liposuction alone and you're going to get a result that you're happy with. The liposuction when it comes to the brachioplasty or another procedure can be that it helps to contour the arm. So the last procedure that I'll speak about is body tight. Uh, It is basically where a energy is used radio frequency. The device goes underneath the skin. So a very tiny incision is made where you have basically a rod, but it's very small and thin, is used to go underneath the skin. And then you have a device piece that's on the outside of the skin. And those two energies basically connect and are delivering radio frequency energy. So there is liposuction that occurs prior to this portion of the procedure. And then oftentimes the surgeons, sometimes mid-levels or advanced practitioners, are utilizing this device and you're getting basically a firming of the tissues after the liposuction has occurred. The patient is oftentimes awake. You can do it with you asleep. And, and it's good, I think, sometimes for the person that has a younger arm um, or the person that is just a little dissatisfied with their arm or the person that puts their foot down and absolutely says, no, I'm not going to have a, quote, surgery, end quote. Depends on what you define surgery as. Uh, you know, do I think that it works? Yes. Is it going to give you the same results as a brachioplasty? Hell to the no. So, you know, the expectations there are the issue at hand. It is going to cost thousands of dollars. It is not cheaper necessarily. You know, maybe it's a little bit, maybe it's a couple thousand cheaper than a brachioplasty, but that is a discussion to have with a surgeon. That device is called body tight. It is used in combination with an external portion called Morpheus, which also has the same radio frequency. I just want to be very careful about what the promises on what those results are. Um, And I think there can be some results. Are they going to be the same as a brachioplasty? Again, no, it's not the same. Just isn't. So really, when you're looking at a lot of looseness to the skin, I think, you know, skip that and go straight to the brachioplasty. Uh, But if you want to try that first and you've got those kind of funds to do that and then this, that's fine. And for the right individual, I think that is a great option. But when you come to a lot of looseness, I really think you're going to want to aim towards that brachioplasty. I'm hoping this answered the majority of your questions on brachioplasty or on that looseness of tissue uh, to the top of the arm. It may not always be the answer that you want, but I am going to give you the straight up answers as to what I believe is the thing that is going to make you the happiest as if we are best friends just sitting at dinner. I'm going to tell you just straight up, Katie Allen, and I'm from Make Me Pretty Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Make Me Pretty Podcast. And on Facebook, it Make Me Pretty Podcast. You can also look at website is www.makemepretty.org. As always, thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. And again, I hope that we answered your questions. So how can you help me in return? Because I need your help.
<laughs> so I'm going to provide you as much information that is just clear and honest as possible, but I need your help in return. If you will, please think about downloading, commenting, and subscribing to this podcast that is helpful. Following me, commenting on things on the Instagram at Make Me Pretty Podcast or all the things that help me continue uh, giving you information from a PA's perspective. I thank all of you for taking the time to listen to this episode. And hopefully you've listened to past episodes and can even find me, you know, again on Instagram, let me know of information that you would like for the future. Look out for future episodes, including uh, one on feeling good naked, which is a pretty interesting one in itself. But I look forward to seeing you in the future at Make Me Pretty Podcast. Thank you and goodbye.